Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Tuesday morning, too. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, and of course, the DraftKings Network. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin, producer number nine. So much more than a producer in the hizzy. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing well, man. Easy, yeah. easy getting to work this morning. Totally easy. <laughs> Been here for a long time. I did. Uh, I did drive by the stadium. Oh my gosh! The amount of Super Bowl stuff. Yeah. That is just there in that area now. It's incredible. The F1 New Year's Eve Super Bowl trifecta continues. Yes. Yeah. It really does. It's, it's just. I, I can't believe how many structures and stuff are needed to build around the stadium. It's not like there's a ton of room there either. We will be. We will be here, Kelly and I, Super Bowl Sunday up till kickoff of Super Bowl 58 between the Chiefs and the Niners. And then what's your plan? Are you watching the the game here? Are you racing home? What are you doing? I have no idea. I've, I, I didn't have a great plan last weekend. I didn't have a great plan the weekend before. The weekend before, <laughs> I ended up sitting right here watching. Uh, last weekend, I made the dash on Sunday. I made the dash home at halftime. I don't know. Okay. Well, we'll see how it goes. I, th- I, I, I think I'm probably going to be hanging, man. I think I'm going to be hanging. I think you're a hanger. You'll definitely do it. You'll definitely we're looking forward to it. Can't wait for Super Bowl 58. Full Super Bowl programming that day right here at VEASAN. Today on the show, Drew Dinsick will join us here momentarily. Talk both NFL Championship Sunday gone by and, of course, Super Bowl 58, what he's playing thus far. Uh, and we'll also talk to the third member in three weeks of the three-man weave crew, Matty Cox, the last of the three. To uh, He'll get the... Uh, the coach, trust, or not coach list gives us a third and final opportunity to do that with a three-man weaver. See, pass or fail option. Out That's there, right. Matt. We start with the the annual Super Bowl PSA of a prop. So I've done a podcast pretty much since the Eisenhower administration um, when the advent of the technology came out. And the very first year that I did it, I had a offshore bookmaker on, which at the time was pretty amazing to be able to get. Um, and he was at one of these rando offshore sports books, but he was, he was willing to answer all these kind of questions. And the question I asked at the time was, and I have, have reminded everyone of this sort of answer every year for the new betters or newish betters, what is the prop, what is the Super Bowl prop that flummoxes betters the most year after year? And very quickly he answered, either team to score three unanswered times. Either team to score three unanswered, unanswered times. And let me say the caveat of this is, this is available everywhere now. It's available at DraftKings and everywhere else. The caveat of this is, when it's three unanswered times, it does not include extra points or two-point conversions. Those do not count as part of that counting, okay? So his point was that the yes is at minus 165, sometimes even higher. You'll see it higher. You'll see it in the minus 170s, maybe even min- minus 180. And the no is plus money. And the, the new better or the new-ish better immediately thinks to themselves, either team to score three unanswered times. I mean, 
that's got to be a yes, right? I mean, that's got to be a no. That's got to be a no. Plus money and is I'm no. Plus money on it. That's got to be a no because, after all, this is the best team in the AFC and the best team in the NFC. There's, they're not likely to score three times in a row, so I'll obviously take the no at plus money. Well, the answer is that it happens all the time. And that is the one that sort of flummoxes betters the most. Now, there's going to be, at some books, either team to score four unanswered times. That would be appropriately priced with a yes at plus money and a no as a heavy favorite in that. But just for the new, for the new folks who are somewhat new to this, first year, second year, betting props around the country, betting Super Bowl props, the yes is not the... You know, yes is appropriately priced at minus 165. The instinct ought not to be immediately to bet the no at plus 125. That's not to say that it might not be a no. Right, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's priced accordingly. It could happen. I think yeah. that I think that that's the big thing I think when people look at it, right, it's the pricing. It's, oh, I can get plus money on this? That's the reaction. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is definitely one up there that, I mean, I would have said me probably t 10, 12 years ago, definitely fell in this trap a couple times too, where you, even when you know it, you can talk yourself into making this no bet too. And you're kind of like you just hinted at where you're like, well, these teams, this team, team A is so good and team B is so good. There's no way they're going to end up doing that. I would also say historically now, as the years have gone by, more head coaches are aware of the opportunity of a double dip. Right. Yeah, good point which wasn't the case 10, 11, 12 years ago when I first started yeah. doing this podcast um, before being on radio where it's like, oh, that, that wasn't part of the, the, the common knowledge to do. That's a massive point, actually. Massive Yeah, point. yeah that is massive. Yes, yeah, because that's two right there if you're able to succeed on that. Um, other thing we want to get to, because we do have uh, Matt Cox on, uh, talk college basketball later. Uh, from the beginning of time on this show, we've also done our college basketball formula. Uh, Kelly, others are doing it now, too. Imitation, the sincerest form of flattery. Imitation. Yep. Not duplication. Uh, here is what we have talked about for years and years. This is tried and true now. The last 32 champs, last, pardon me, the last 33 champs, in the NCAA tournament have had more assists than turnovers. That's a very easy criteria that we have used all these years. 32 of the last 33 champs had a head coach with Sweet 16 experience before entering said tournament. The only exception, the 2014 UConn Huskies with Kevin Ollie as their head man. That was the Shabazz Napier-led Huskies version, if you recall, uh, not the Kemba Walker version. 27 of the last 28 champs went into the tournament with at least three wins versus teams in the top 10% of RPI. That's how long we've been doing this, that we use RPI from so many years ago, but we stay true to it. The only exception, what do you know, the 2014 UConn Huskies. Last 28 champs had a top 75 strength of schedule. We've had a few teeter on that. Uh, 20 of the last 21 champs, going back two decades only on this one, we're in the top 20 in adjusted uh, offensive efficiency at Ken Palm. Only the 2014 UConn Huskies were the exception there. They were number 39, 39th in adjusted offensive efficiency, and they won the title. And then 20 of the last 21 champs were in the top 20 in adjusted defensive efficiency. The only exception there, Baylor in 2021. They were 22nd, just missed it, in adjusted defensive efficiency. So you ask yourself then, all right, buddy, great formula. Who qualifies right now this year? You have six teams that qualify currently. Houston, Arizona, Auburn, North Carolina, Tennessee, and Purdue. Three teams just on the outside looking in. BYU, UConn, and Kansas. We'll talk to uh, Matty Cox about the coaches for all those teams a little later on. Plus, we'll throw in some extra coaches as well. Uh, Kelly, NBA MVP talk. Mm -hmm. You have some thoughts here with Nikola Jokic as the short shot yep. once again. Yep, once again, he has moved to the short shot. Joel Embiid missing another game last night, so those uh, games missed continue to tick up for Joel Embiid. So we saw a major move in the market yesterday uh, here. Jokic now down to the short shot, plus 115. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, number two, plus 350. Joel Embiid plus 450, Luka Doncic plus 650, Giannis plus 850, and then everybody else is 50 to 1 or longer. So just to go through this quick, we are through uh, Joel Embiid now, 37 games remaining, has to play in 32 of them if he is going to qualify for this award. I, we're, we're at the point, Gil, yes, Guns we up. talked about this a little bit last week. Can't bet him. I, you can't bet him. We talked about yep. this last week. I mean, it is, 
you're in the range now of serious danger of him being missing out qualifying for this award. If he qualifies for it, he's gonna walk. He's gonna win it easily. Um, it's just. It's hilarious that they, they easily. Would you say? Yes, I think easily. easily. I think easily. Um, it's just hilarious. So it's so amazing because Nikola Jokic is like 20, 26.3, 12.1, and nine Oh, it's insane! It's insane. But his, it's also his third best point average, his second best assist average, his second best rebounding average. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, he's scoring less than he did in the two years that he won the MVP. It's still ridiculous stats <laughs> to say about Nikola Jokic, but that is true. By the way, interesting how you've you've now heard now that the the moment has passed where he didn't get his third consecutive MVP, how some players and some former players admit that they wouldn't have voted for him because they don't want him in that hallowed ground of the rare few that have won three in a row. Yeah, this is, uh, and I'm really hoping we don't get this year what we ended up getting last year of the kind of makeup for the year before. So we go and give it to Jokic this year just because we now all collectively think he thought of, we should have gotten it last year, even though we gave it to Embiid to make up for the year before. (laughs) It's gotten so silly with these two. They are so good. And I think this year there are more guys for us to actually talk about I made a bet a couple weeks ago on Giannis. We talked about that when he was like 16 to 1. I bet him. I added more on him over the weekend at 10 to 1. I think his numbers and Shea Gilgis Alexander's numbers are very comparable to when talking these other guys. Um, real quick, Shea, I'll just run through 31.3 points per game, 5.6 rebounds, 6.4 assists, 2.2 steals, 65% true shooting percentage, uh, plus 9.7 EPM. That is third in the NBA. And then uh, seven straight 30-plus point games for Shea. He's, he is the guy on a team battling for first place in the Western Conference. I know it might be Oklahoma City, so it might not be very sexy, but that's just the case. Uh, could, be, could have been in first if they won that game last night. And then you got Giannis, who right now, right now he's, he's gone back a tick when we talked about this a week ago. He was having his best scoring season of his, of his entire career. I think when you look at, when you look at what he's doing and that he could end with the most amount of points per game and assists per game that he's ever had in a season, this guy's odds should be a lot shorter, a lot closer to what you're seeing everybody else at. And Luca's the one that's, we've joked about this for two years now where these odds just, are still way shorter on him than they should be. Uh, it feels like Pryor's going back to two seasons now of whenever we start the season to look at his MVP odds. They don't really change. He's putting up great numbers. The team's in seventh place in the West. Well, that's Conference. the problem, right? Nuggets 33 and 15, OKC 32 and 15, Bucks 32 and 15, Mavericks 26 and yeah. 21. Yeah. So I'm going to play the game here of trying to circle Jokic, basically, and that is, I'm play, I mean, play everybody around Jokic, oh, not name no. Jokic. Oh, no. I have played, so I've played Giannis. I have no interest in playing Luka Doncic. I have played Giannis at long odds. I think at double-digit odds, he's still a great bet. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, I added on at plus 370 over the weekend. The weird thing here is, Gil, basically the shift yesterday, they just shifted Jokic and Embiid's numbers. They didn't, didn't touch anybody else. So there's value betting in this market. If Jokic was a more mouthy guy, do you think this would be different? He doesn't care. He just doesn't care about any of this. It might be. At least outwardly. Drew Densick is next. Numbers game. Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, guys. This is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally. But Creighton is the team every year that the nerds. You know, the basketball nerds. Like, Creighton. You don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, going to win. Not the Big East tournament? Well, I mean, they could. maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton? Is a, is, a, is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Dirk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? The whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Put the VEASAN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with the VEASAN Pro subscription. Sign up on a VEASAN Pro annual subscription. Get your first year for only $199. Just use promo code ANG. Get access to everything on our brand new VEASAN.com website. Plus, our daily best bets with the leaderboard to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game. Betting systems, premium analysis, and 24-7 video access. Plus, our upcoming Super Bowl betting guide with best bets and favorite prop bets. Remember to use promo code ANG, though. A-N-G. That's A-Numbers Game. A-N-G. Get your first year of Visa Pro Access for only $199. Sign up today at Visa.com slash subscribe. Kelly tries to trip me up now every time every time with that <laughs> little tag at the end. Uh, we get tweets at Beating the Book. Always appreciate uh, the feedback on everything. Jason H11 can't wait for the Lifestyle Megapod tomorrow. The Beating the Book Vegas Lifestyle Megapod. The best part is always the list of the best steakhouses, Italian burger joints, and favorite sushi places. Well, yes, that last one's pretty interesting, huh? Uh, NCI-95 Gambler. Uh, thoughts, Gil? Caesars in Virginia. Is it me? Uh, but this looks higher than normal for that prop. He's talking about the opening kickoff to be a touchback. The yes is minus 325. Uh, I don't remember what it was in previous years, but I can tell you this about Jake Moody. Jake Moody's touchback percentage this year is 60%. 60%. Uh, Harrison Butker's this year is 87.1%. Um, that is way higher than his career average, though. Um, I'm doing this on the fly. I'd have to do the math, but those are your numbers for both Moody and Butker. Uh, Mario underscore Las Vegas with a good tweet. He says the large price. Oh, he's talking about. I was talking about the, the the prop that flummoxes new betters the most is three consecutive scores, and the plus money on the no is enticing for new betters when in fact it's price uh, priced correctly. He says another one. He says the large price yes score in the last two minutes first half. Uh, the, the the large price on the yes score in the last two minutes of the first half often gets people as the no always looks enticing as well, he adds. And from a historical perspective, he says, side note, the Warner interception and then James Harrison's 100-yard pick six was quite the range of emotions in Super Bowl 43 on that one. That's a great call. Uh, thank you for that one, Mario Las Vegas. This gentleman does two podcasts. Count them two, not one, two. The Deep Dive with Drew Dinsick and Andy Molitor and, of course, NBC Sports bet the edge you can follow him on twitter at whale underscore capper it's the great drew Dinsick from the lbc how you do oh where are you for god's <laughs> sakes where are you not in long beach today no. uh, up in this uh, up in uh, central california okay. uh, out on site uh you know when uh when you, it, it has been a fire hose of sports really for like the last two weeks with the australian open going concurrently with the nfl playoffs uh and uh basically now that all that is in the books i got to get some real work done 
let's let's say congratulations to you for hitting Yannick Sinner to win the men's side. Bravo, sir. Oh, that was an all-timer. I we I kind of almost just want to talk tennis because it feels so important, man. Uh, that was um, that was number one. It was an epic match. Uh, there, anytime you are given a best of five uh, final that uh, kind of lives up to the you know kind of the moment that way, it's a, it's a joy. Um, I put that one absolutely kind of on par with um, you know Djokovic uh, versus Alcaraz at Wimbledon last year. Um, you know, Djokovic versus, uh, uh, Federer in 2019, um, Federer versus Nadal at the Aussie open in, uh, in, in, you know, 2017, like the, the, these, these were huge moments that had like huge consequences for the sport. And then the match itself were going five sets, uh, and having so many rallies that were just like truly epic were, it was, uh, just a joy to watch. And, uh, ultimately like. It was a surprise that uh, Medvedev came out with the strategy that he did, uh, playing so aggressive out of the gate there. Um, I agree 100%. That was his best chance to win. And he really, truly almost got Sinner to capitulate. Uh, there were moments in that third set where Simmer Sinner was telling his team, I'm dead, I'm dead, I can't can't get this. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, f uh, it was, uh, you know, credit to him for just kind of keeping his head down, waiting for his opportunity and then playing just sublime tennis and, you know, kind of the most consequential points there. And, uh, you know, the, the final and the outcome was outstanding for me personally, just cause I had bet center obviously, but, uh, it's even better for like the state of the game of tennis because, um, you know, Alcaraz getting two slams so early in his career, uh, if, uh, if center didn't answer and kind of step into the space to be like a true rival for Alcaraz, I think men's tennis gets a little weird. <laughs> where you have this passing of the torch directly from uh, Djokovic to Alcaraz and no one else can really, uh, you know, threaten. Well, now we have, uh, you know, a nice, a nice five to 10 year arc here where we get to figure out, uh, you know, who is truly the better of these two on each surface uh, in each conditions. Uh, and, you know, there's another, you know, a number of young players who are starting to continue to progress their games to where, uh, you know, we're going to see, um, you know, you know, see if there are any other challengers who want to throw their hat in and make, kind of a new big three here. Um, Medvedev, I think is still absolutely a factor, especially on hard court slams, us open, Australian open for like the next three or four years. And, uh, and then, uh, you know, the focus really turns to, uh, the clay season now. And I'm just dying to know if, if Rafa Nadal is, can find any type of form there. Uh, and, uh, if we can, you know, if there's one thing that I would love to really see at the French open, it would just be like a true kind of passing of the torch moment on clay from Nadal to, uh, to Alcaraz. And so uh, that's mostly what I'm kind of geared up for now is where are we going to see those matches? Where are they going to happen on the clay swing? Uh, and then, uh, you know, in the French Open itself, can anyone, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, can, can Nadal kind of close like John Elway in the Super Bowl, like, you know, go out on top? Or is this is this going to be, uh, you know, kind of a, uh, you know, it's not it's too much. And, and the 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 the, um, the field has caught up to him too aggressively. So uh, there's so much uh, positive to take away from this last two weeks in the Australian Open. And honestly, the 2024 men's season is set up to be uh, maybe an all timer. It's a beautiful thing. Drew is kind enough. Drew is kind enough to come on and do the beating the book uh, Grand Slam tennis podcast. I enjoy nothing more than that. <laughs> like, it is the most hardo, nerdy, nirvana thing that we do. And by the way, Indian Wells coming up. So I yeah, hope, it's coming I up. hope we can Wells. do that one. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was just going to say it. Yeah. I was going to say it. So, so uh, we get, a, it's a little quiet between now and then. Yes. Like, there's nothing that really kind of gets, gets going. Although I like, I do like the golden swing. Uh, you know, the clay, the clay matches down in South America are pretty cool. So hopefully that's entertaining this year. And actually there's some good players uh, who just showing up in Santiago to kick that off. So it should be a good, uh, that should be a good experience too. So we're on a, we're on a group chat of sorts and uh, Medvedev Kelly is up two sets and I can see Drew sort of, <laughs> wobbling on the group chat and I'm like ah oh, so I feel so bad for him so then 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 he Sinner wins the third set I go to bed wake up to Sinner winning I think I I guarantee he's watched the whole thing cuz he had Sinner so like 2 hours after that match ends I send him a text I'm like hey congratulations expecting him to like respond hours later Drew's right there I'm like what are you doing up he's like it's championship sunday <laughs> he's partying man yeah. um speaking speaking of which let's start there before we get to Super Bowl 58 what was of all the things that happened, uh, the Ravens game plan, the Dan Campbell decisions, like what's the biggest headline for you in all of it? Uh, I mean, I think it's important to take away that both results were pretty fluky. 
Um, Kansas City got lucky uh, with the bounces that they got in the second half, and San Francisco got lucky with the bounces they got in the second half. I think uh, both Matt, you know, both uh, games were probably closer than market uh, thought. Uh, and certainly the Lions Niners game was closer than I thought. I was heavy in Niners in that one. I thought that would have potential to be a runaway, but uh, then Lions came out and they were playing phenomenal football in that first half and, and absolutely gave the Niners everything they could handle. And uh, it, w- it, took, it took some just some truly absurd, um, you know, and we see this weirdly at, in championship games at Super Bowls, like the, you know, the catch off the face mask and, uh, and, you know, immediately getting a touchdown and then a fumble. Like it, it was a very low probability that the Niners were going to come back. And then the fact that they came back so successfully and so quickly was, uh, you know, just a credit to how great that team is. And uh, the major takeaways I had are, you know, there are huge, huge, huge questions going into the Super Bowl about the Niners defense. Um, not only just schematically the failures they had against the Lions, the way that they got pushed off the line of scrimmage, the tackling being so suspect, like these are all things that you really have to wrestle with if you want to back the Niners in the Super Bowl. And uh, and as far as the Chiefs go, this offense does not look fixed. There are still huge questions about, you know, who's going to make plays outside of Travis Kelsey. Um, congratulations to Mark Marquez Valdez Scandling for catching the, uh, you know, the one ball that they needed to put that game away in the second half. Cause nobody else did a damn thing for the chiefs in the second half of that game. And um, you know, we're, we're seeing a, a market that I think is fair. It's telling you that this is roughly a coin flip, slightly Niners. And you know, any, any of the data you have from the season is going to tell you that's correct. Like uh, it's tough to square the chiefs being, uh, you know, you know, equal uh, strength to the Niners, uh, you know, on a neutral field, but you have to give the chiefs a pretty uh, sizable advantage when it comes to the intangibles like experience. And, uh, and you have to give them a pretty sizable advantage. I would think in uh, the quarterback position, even, even though um, I'm starting to warm up on the Niners in this game and I'm I, very well next week, uh, we could be beating the table. Like, are we sure? You know, Brock Purdy's not the better quarterback this year. All the data says he is. When you combine it with the skill position groups and the scheme that he's in, is is are we really? You know, the the better offense is probably San Francisco in this one. Um, but uh, I have a long way to go to kind of finish my handicap before getting involved in this game one way or the other. It's it's going to be a great Super Bowl. All right, I'll follow up on that after the break. That that Brock Purdy comment was pretty interesting. Um, and then we'll get your NBA thoughts as well. See if he has any NBA picks today. Drew Dinsick from somewhere. In Central California. Sounds great, though. He's got the audio set up, everything. Middle of a field out Birds there. Birds are chirping. Drew Dinsick, what a life. A football life. A tennis life with Drew Dinsick. More on the other side. Numbers Game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. If you haven't already, check out the new vsin.com. It looks purdy. And it is packed with all kinds of sports betting information. Uh, just a quick glance, Steve Mackinnon shared statistical traits of college basketball contenders. Hey, there you go. Zach Cohen on the Super Bowl. Uh, Adam Burke on the Super Bowl. You know what else Adam Burke has in there? A Reba McIntyre National Anthem breakdown. So last night, I go deep diving on Reba McIntyre National Anthem performances. And unlike other previous, previously scheduled National Anthem artists that are going to precede a Super Bowl, she, her work is, like, everywhere. Yeah. And so I thought I did this amazing deep dive. No pun intended with Drew's uh, podcast title. Adam Burke went even further. <laughs> he already did it already. Yeah, it was it's last week. V- it's all at Visa.com. We're going to go over uh, what I had and then what Adam additionally had a little later on the show, as a matter of fact, on that. VSIN.com. Check it out today. Drew Dinsick, kind enough to join us for a second segment again, somewhere in Central California. Uh, Whale underscore Cappers, where you can find him, the Deep Dive Podcast with Andy Molitor and, of course, NBC Sports, Bet the Edge. Um, couple things here. One, Care to flesh out that Brock Purdy comment you made? Because I'm sure there are people who yeah. listen who are like, wait a minute. Did Drew just say he thinks Brock Purdy was the better quarterback this year? And isn't Drew the I guy? Mean, he was. And isn't <laughs> and isn't Drew the guy that also has come on this show and said, look, guys, Pat Mahomes is always the MVP. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm I, hey, look, I'm, I'm it's I am up in Niner country. Uh, I'm up here up in the hills where I'm sure some some uh, some 49ers were staking their claim back in the 1800s. Uh, and so maybe I'm, I'm being a little bit uh, uh, golden, red and gold colored uh, glasses here. But um, no, I mean, EPA per play, Brock Purdy outperformed Mahomes this year and it was by margin. 
Um, you go over their careers, obviously Mahomes is better, but, uh, and he's done it for longer, but, uh, you know, certainly when you combine, you know, what EPA per play is telling you, which is, you know, how do you, how do you combine the performance of the quarterback with, uh, you know, with, what the scheme he's in and, and, the, the, the tools he has to work with Purdy was, uh, outstanding this year. And I think, um, you know, people who are kind of scratching their heads, how could Mahomes be a dog in the Super Bowl again? Like that, that he's up against a better offense. Like just know that, um, the matchups that I think are, you know, kind of key in this one that I'm the most intrigued to kind of dig into and really kind of make some, uh, some decisions around, uh, you know, kind of our skill position group for the Niners up against the cornerbacks for the chiefs, the cornerbacks for the chiefs proved to be, uh, one of the stronger units in the NFL defensively all season. They were unbelievable. Um, they played, they performed kind of a perfect game against a, uh, a Ravens uh, offense, but that, you know, that skill position group is, uh, is, 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 you know, substantially weaker than what the Niners are bringing to the table. And so this is a huge step up in competition. And, uh, you know, if they can't go toe to toe with, uh, you know, with the, the Debo Samuels and Brandon Ayukes and George Kittles of the world and CMC out of the backfield, then, uh, you know, Niners are going to be able to find some success here. Um, that said, there's a counter argument to be made about the way that Chris Jones is playing and his ability to, you know, create interior pressure. Uh, and he's up against sort of the soft spot in the Niners offensive line and the interior there. So, uh, you know, Brock Purdy, if he's going to have success in this game, if he's going to get it done, I'm imagining he's going to have to do it on the run. He's going to have to create out a structure. And the fact that you saw him do that in the second half against the lions, I think is pretty, uh, pretty, you know, I guess hopeful, uh, that that can happen. So, uh, really, I guess the, the questions all kind of swirl around, you know, what, what, what are you going to get out of this, uh, Niners offense, you know, strength of their team against the strength of the chiefs, which is their defense, you know, and, and, um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm not there yet, but I'm leaning that the Niners are going to be able to, uh, you know, raise their floor a bit in this contest, just based on the, you know, the matchup advantages, the schematic advantages, and, uh, you know, the quality of play you've gotten from, you know, from Brock Purdy over the balance of the season. Um, you know, the other side of the ball is, is really, really weird because you are, you do have two, you know, two units with the Niners defense and Chiefs offense that have both underwhelmed substantially, considering the talent on those, you know, on each of those teams. And um, you know, I think uh, I'm almost, I'm almost going to have to talk myself into just holding my nose and backing this Niners defense. I think, <laughs> uh, but uh, it's you know that they they're they should be able to. Uh, you know, kind of give a little extra attention to, to Travis Kelsey in this one. And, um, you know, if they can find any kind of better tackling than what we saw against the lions, then, uh, you know, if you can, you, you can limit the, some of the explosive opportunities for Pacheco, then, uh, then maybe the, the chiefs, chiefs defense still, or she's offense still is, you know, kind of floating around the 20 point range instead of into the thirties. So, um, I guess, you know, just for kind of historical context, you're right. I, you know, last year's my handicap for the super bowl was keep it simple, stupid, you know, you're, you're whatever. I didn't think we were ever going to get another chance in our lives to bet Pat Mahomes as a dog in the Super Bowl, and yet here we are. Here we no are. Chance this yeah. year. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I definitely think uh, I, I hold this Niners team higher than the Eagles from last year, and so I think this is going to be a tougher test. I do too, for sure. And I, I was saying yesterday, it's it's such an interesting handicap because on the one hand, if you did the old Jimmy the Greek you know, T-chart, and you were just doing checks, and I understand football's not played this way, but if you did it quarterback versus quarterback, coach versus coach, tight end versus tight end, kicker versus kicker, uh, defense versus defense, you might argue that all those checks go to the Kansas City Chiefs, but the biggest check of them all would be that San Francisco offense, um, which... You know, and the other way to look at it is, well, if we made a spread on this game on a neutral site on Christmas when both of these teams got, you know, crushed, the uh, Chiefs by the Raiders, the Niners by the Ravens, at that point, maybe the Niners are a five or a six point favorite. I don't know. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it's just it's there's so many ways to uh, to skin the cat on this one. Let me talk NBA here in our last few minutes. Uh, Kelly and I were talking MVP a little bit at the top of the show. Do you have a bet in that market? Would you make a bet in that market? Or is there another NBA awards market that you might uh, suggest making a bet in? Uh, well, the ship has sailed on Wemby, uh, rookie of the year, I think. Uh, so that one, I think you can pretty much put in, put to bed, uh, MVP is, is pretty entertaining right now. Obviously the, um, the market, uh, you know, the, the floor, the trap door opened, uh, for the Joel and beat backers. 
Um, you know, he was, I'm going to say something like plus 135 ish, um, you know, a couple of days ago before he uh, was a surprise, uh, did not dress against the Nuggets. Um, that happened on Saturday. And, uh, you know, there were people who immediately went up oh, ducking. He's ducking Jokic again. He does this every year. Um, but honestly, like they are getting investigated for it. I don't think that if he was actually going to duck, they would have put him on the injury report, uh, as questionable at a minimum. And then, you know, just pulled the plug day of, um, and so there's definitely some smoke there. There's definitely some reporters, national reporters and local reporters around Philadelphia who are saying stuff that does not sound good about the quality, uh, of Embiid's left knee right now. And I think, uh, you know, he is coming up against the, um, uh, you know, the, the, point in time where he's going to have zero margin for missing games between now and the end of the season, if he's going to qualify for 65 games played, which is the minimum threshold to be considered for MVP. So, uh, you know, the reason you've seen such an aggressive shift in that market is Embiid's probably not going to qualify. Uh, right now I would have him a pretty healthy dog to qualify just because I think he's can only miss five more games. Uh, and uh, you know, he might miss tonight. We don't know. Uh, Mark is certainly pricing that game tonight. Like he's not going to play against the warriors. Um, Tyrese Maxey probably goes Harris probably goes. Um, but, uh, I think the warriors are a bet on tonight. Uh, and, uh, I think, uh, ultimately the, uh, you know, the, the equity from all of the Embiid, um, uh, you know, support, which again, like did Embiid deserve to be a heavy favorite? Of course, if he had qualified, he was going to probably be 80 or 90% to win because he was putting up that impressive a statistical profile this season. Um, and for, for all of that equity to immediately get dumped into the Jokic bucket is interesting. Um, it's, uh, it, doesn't exactly feel right. I think there's probably a decent amount that should have gone to Shea. There's probably a decent amount that should have gone to Giannis in my opinion. And I think that the fact that Giannis is still out there close to 10 to one is wrong. Um, he's kind of improving as we, you know, coming into the, uh, the meat of the season here. Um, and, uh, just in general there, there is scope, I think for the, uh, uh, bucks to run down the Celtics for the one seed. And if not, at least have a very clean look at, uh, you know, no doubt two seeds. So that, that I think, uh, Giannis is being a little overlooked here. Whereas, uh, you know, Jokic may coast through a, a, a decent portion of March as he did last year. And, uh, just in general, uh, you know, there's more, um, offensive, um, kind of, you know, an overall better offensive team with the, uh, with the nuggets and, uh, and then Giannis is doing a, a, an incredible amount right now offensively for the bucks. So, uh, I would make a decent case for, for Giannis in the 10 to one range. And I think, uh, you know, the, the overreaction to putting all of the Embiid equity directly into the Jokic bucket is a little tough for me to swallow. Yeah. Giannis plus eight fifty at DraftKings, but as Drew says, shop around, you might be able to find a 10 to one out there besides the warriors. Then who do you got tonight? Who have you bet on? Uh, I got Nixon warriors for me tonight, uh, going to war with a couple of favorites. Um, it's, uh, it's not obvious to me that the, uh, that the Knicks are going to be at full strength, obviously, but you had, uh, OG and Obi take the night off yesterday. I think he plays today. Hartenstein, I think is going to ramp up his minutes. Uh, and the Knicks right now are grading as one of the better defensive teams in the NBA. Probably I would put them right up there. Number two after the, uh, Timberwolves. So, um, it's a good team. Uh, and Obi's a perfect fit. Uh, he's exactly kind of in the mix for what, uh, you know, Thibodeau uh, wants to do. And I think, uh, this Knicks price should be closer to six. Warriors and uh, Knicks, both three-and-a-half-point favorites, both home favorites on a very small NBA card tonight, just five games. Drew's got to pick in two of them. Drew, always appreciate it no matter where you are. I don't know about no matter where, but 90% of the time, wherever you are, you make the time. We thank you, sir, as always. All right. Hey, best of luck, guys. You too. Drew Dinsey dancing out on, on this one. Yeah, we don't get that off. Yeah, yeah. I don't really see a dancing Drew Dinsing. At whale underscore capper. Always appreciate it. Uh, we'll come back. Matty Cox from Three Man Weave on College Hoops next. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. 
Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VSIN. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code VSIN. The crown is yours. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, uh, tomorrow on the show, Kelly. You know who's on the show tomorrow? The great Steve Fezzik. The great Steve Fezzik on the show uh, prior to his... Um, Vegas Lifestyle appearance. Mm. Megapod Vegas, the Beating the Book uh, Vegas Lifestyle Megapod appearance, his first ever on I that I was going to say, is Steve usually a part of that? He's not. He is not. Mark Meltzer, here, trivia question. Who's the only person to ever be on the Megapod every year? Gil Alexander. Mark Meltzer. <laughs> Him too. Gil Alexander also. <laughs> but Mark Meltzer, like Seltzer, uh, every year he's on the uh, the Vegas Lifestyle pod. He's the staple. But uh, Fez is going to come on because Fezzik, um, how can I put this? Cuts corners all over yeah, Vegas. Seven star Steve. Over yeah, there. seven yeah. star Steve. Seven so star Steve. I mean, I mean, the guy goes to work out at Caesar Caesar's Palace gym every morning. Like that is, <laughs> I think that was a good call by you that to bring him on that podcast. Yeah, every day, he tells you, hey, meet me at Caesar's to work. I'm like Caesar's. Okay, I'll it's still mo- it's still the most Vegas vacation thing I've ever heard in it's this fantastic. town. Fantastic. That he lives south of the Strip and will drive up every morning to go to. to I told Caesar's you we're on the gym. treadmill and he wants yeah. to talk while we're on the treadmill. I can't do that. I'm like. I gonna, can't do that yeah. either. Stop yeah. talking to me. I'm working out. Uh, DP, uh, we had tweets. I beat the book. DP Bet Sports. Uh, I'm like five years old on Christmas Eve. Can't wait for the lifestyle show. We're looking forward to it as well. Um, sports books, steakhouses, other stuff through the years that we're too old to talk about now, but when we were younger, we talked about. If you know what I mean? Mike Rouse. Uh, good to hear we can get master's quality background noise with Drew this morning. <laughs> and Ed Zirolski. Think about it that Ed, way. <laughs> Ed Zirolski, Drew checking in from medicinal pot farm in Norca in NoCal. <laughs> All of that is right. Both way, quality answers. By the way, speaking of Fezzik, one of the best listeners in the game on this show, it really is. This don't miss, don't miss a detail. The uh, thing about uh, Fezzik, also, you know, we're going to talk Super Bowl with him, obviously, on the show tomorrow before the the lifestyle pod. And one of the big macro statements from him from this Super Bowl, which I think is a point that needs to be made, and again, we have two weeks to make all points, when it's close to a pick'em, and by the way, it's two now, so we may never get to a pick'em, 
But if it does threaten to get close to a pick'em, pro better is kind of sad about that, kind of get a little uh, melancholy about it because if you have a pick'em, let's just say it was a pick'em, everything else is easier to price for the bookmakers. And so the value abates at that point as well. So that's just something to keep in mind, you know, macro-wise for, for a Super Bowl where the line is this tight. But I don't think we're getting to a pick'em now. It doesn't look like it anyway. Yeah, D- DraftKings is a little off from everybody else right now. They're 2-47. and 47. They're, they're like a half point off from kind everybody, of everywhere else. Consensus one and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. more than one and a half. Uh, let's talk some college hoops, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, third time in three weeks, we get a different three-man weaver. Matty Cox joins us this week. How you doing, Matt? Doing great, fellas. Uh, reassessing my gym membership as I listen to the Fezzik tales. I'll have to uh, see what's what's available here in the uh, Chicagoland area. I, clearly, I'm not doing it right. I am not doing it right. right you now, so. listen, listen. That guy does it right. No one else does it right compared to that guy. Seriously, he will make you. His bars here. He His will, bars here. I get it. He honestly makes me reconsider yeah. everything I do here. Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> what? What? I have missed all these opportunities. I roll down to Caesars now every day. I'm like, free drinks. You can spend three minutes with him, and yeah, you, oh, get, yeah. you get six tips immediately. Oh, how, like, how, my life is better. How did I miss out on this? Um, I don't know why I'm talking like that. Okay. Uh, Maddie, at the beginning of the show, and I've done this with your two colleagues, Jim Root, James Patrick Root, and uh, also with uh, Kai McKeon the last couple of weeks, um, I give them coaches, a list of coaches, and it's just trust or don't trust. One sentence on each. I've done it with them. You're the third person. We're going to do it with you. But I'm going to limit it to uh, my college basketball formula, which right now has Houston, Arizona, Auburn, North Carolina, Tennessee, and Purdue qualifying as contenders for the national championship. BYU, UConn, and Kansas on the outside looking in. I'll throw in a handful uh, after that. So let's just start. Trust or no trust? Houston, Kelvin Sampson. Trust with my life. Wow, this life. I like it. By the way, these will be graded, Matt. These will be graded with verbal assault. At what what point in time? End of year or five years? Immediate. (laughs) Immediate grading. Right now. Immediate grading. Arizona, Uh, Tommy Lloyd. Trust. Three of you. Wrong answer. All all three of you. What's with you three? So why we, do you love him we, so much? We, we met him at the awards show oh, in St. Louis. That's why. That's why. Two years ago. Also, he's just a good coach. I just, I think I just, just objectively put my biased friendship, friendship, AK one conversation with him aside. I think he's a good coach. He'll adapt this year. Didn't adapt last year. Will this year? Bruce Pearl, Auburn. Uh, trusting. I just think the track <laughs> record of success has grown so strong now. Yeah, trusting, growing toward the trust side of the. I see. Trusting know. is not quite trust. Oh, trusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Developing a trust on the way, right? Hubert Davis, right. UNC. Don't trust. Wow. Don't trust. God, you guys hate Hubert Davis. Write that down. They three man weavers hate Hubert Davis. Let's put that on the picture. I like page. his rosters. Love his rosters. Love his team. Rick Barnes, don't, Tennessee. Don't. Do I even need to ask? Rick Barnes, don't Tennessee. Trust. Don't, don't trust. trust. Okay, thank God. Trust. All right, here's the one that's very interesting. Matt Painter, Purdue. Trust. Wow. You guys, yeah, you guys are so aligned. Yeah, we are too much groupthink. I, I try and break the, uh, I try and be the black sheep when I can. But I, Matt Painter, I think is this will be the Purdue, uh, the the Virginia rerun narrative this year. I, I firmly believe that Purdue hate has gone too far, and and they're, they're poised to 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 make a deep run this year. So, Who's yeah. the black sheep? Matty Cox is the answer to that question. All right, three teams on the outside looking in. BYU, Mark Pope, who does not qualify, by the way, in my uh, formula, uh, tried and true because he ain't never been to a Sweet 16 before this. But do you trust Mark Pope? Big trust. Huge trust. Yes. BYU's Huge getting work. to the Final Four, aren't they? Tell me they're getting to the Final Four, depending on the I think they got the chops, too. They, they, they went to a Princeton offense against Texas and completely um, – it completely bewildered that team. I, but Mark Pope plays chess against a mini coach who played checkers in that conference. And there's a lot of really good conference in that league. I think Pope's great. Sure. Ori is great. I think yes. as well for that team. Yes, he is. And that's a big addition. Uh, Dan Hurley. I don't even need to ask Bill self. I don't even need to ask unless you tell me differently. Oh, he's had a face. No, trust both. Okay, yeah, trust right, both. I was going to say. All right. Yeah. And let's just take yeah. five other randos before we get to your picks today. Uh, n- none, none of these five qualify. But noteworthy, Nate Oates, Alabama. Trust? <laughs> okay. It's a, it's a question style, mark. Style, at the end. style question marks there. A little style question marks in a, in a tournament setting where you need to be a little yeah. more adaptive. 
think. Chameleon y. I don't know if they're a chameleon enough. How about, play, how about playing some defense also? Uh, Greg, yeah. Greg Gard, yeah. Wisconsin. Trust. John Shire, Duke. Don't trust. Izzo, I don't even need to mention. Greg McDermott, Creighton. Trust. Okay. All right. That's all I got for you. That's all. Um, yeah, no. You did, you did fairly yeah. well, but I'm going to have to mark off the Tommy Lloyd part. I'm sorry. A little, okay. little red ink on your paper on that. All right. What would you land on today? Uh, I got a few. Uh, market's been active, as it usually has been. God, college basketball betting market is just completely changed this year. It really has. I feel like there's a lot more entrance and early activity. But um, I, I do like – look a little anti-market here. I like Wyoming. Um not too far away, you got an Air Force, the Air Troops, as we so lovingly call them. They're playing better, um, and they're not devoid of talent there. But Wyoming, I know they're coming off that huge, crazy, crazy comeback win, like down 11 with 45 seconds to go. Could argue it's a bad spot, but I think they're trending up right now. Um, got some guys back healthy. Jeff Lender is in the trust category for me. Just been pillaged by injury the last few years. I think they're the more just the categorically more talented team with sort of a current form inflection stock arrow pointing up. Air Force should not be favored against anyone, in my opinion, at home, even at home against the Mountain West, even against San Jose State. So uh, I'm going to trust my my two-second handicap here, and I'm taking the pokes. All right. Back to I see now, yeah. Keep them rolling. What are the other two? Uh, I got Clemson, Colorado State, and Ohio. At the current numbers, um, hard to endorse any of them. I know Ohio is up to 15 now. Colorado State got hit pretty big. A lot of these home spots have been smashed by the early money here. But Clemson, um, fading Louisville is always a good good strategy. I know Louisville's had some propensity to make games interesting, as Mike Rutherford says for the Car Chronicle. But they, uh, I think they're overmatched now against Clemson. A little bit angry off that Duke questionable, we'll say, call at Cameron, they come back with the vengeance and take it out on the poor Louisville Cardinals, who are not only outclassed, but just outcoached, I think, in this game. So, yeah. All right. Um, that point you made about a lot more entrance into the college basketball market. We've seen this over the last few years. Uh, are you saying there's a lot more money in early and so the lines move quicker? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, just from what I've seen, I'm not, I don't have a roster of how many people are betting or anything, right. but it just seems like a lot more of the inefficient uh, lines are straightened out really quickly so after you, the first few books open up. So, so you have adjusted and, and released earlier, basically made plays earlier? Is that what's happening with you? No, I can't. No, I'm, I'm at the back of the line usually, so I got to wait. I got to pick off the scraps, unfortunately. So you got to be right on your smaller subset these days. It's tough to win, Gil. There you go. Matty Cox crystallizing it right there. Thank you, Matt. Thank you so much, man. No, thank you, gentlemen. At, was a pleasure. At 3MW underscore CBB. They sure do love Tommy Lloyd over there. Trust Matt Painter. We'll come back. I'm not above talking Reba. I'll do that next. Levitar coming up on DK. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.